Hey guys, this is Cass from the Curio Podcast. Stay tuned for a very special April Fool's episode. I've rarely met a girl who's such a potent argument in favor of international relations. Hello, Curio family. It's obvious that I am neither Cass nor am I Kim. So... Here I am. I am Dr. G, and I am taking over the Curio Podcast today for April Fools. So happy April Fools. And these ladies have been so gracious in allowing me to take over their cast and to talk with you all, and I am extremely grateful for that opportunity. So today, well, first a little bit about what my podcast is all about. And so I have a podcast and it's called Pharaoh's Freedom with Dr. G. And basically on that podcast, we just talk about fears that may hold us back, fears within our lives, in our family, in our work, wherever we may encounter fear, and just come up with some ways and some examples of how we can overcome those fears and emerge victoriously. So that's the premise. We have guests on the, on the podcast that are from all walks of life. A lot of them are physicians just because that's who is in my peer group. But um, we have other guests from other areas who talk about things that affect us every single day and fears. So so I'm so excited about being on um, Cass and Kim's Curio podcast because now I get to talk to a whole new set of people and hopefully you'll get some value out of our conversation. So I have two very special guests today on this episode and they are my daughters and they are going to talk with you all about some things that they are fearful of and how they deal with that fear. Before we get the cute little guests on, I want to tell you a story about a situation that happened to us uh, not so long ago. Well, maybe it was a bit ago. It probably was about mm, 13 years ago. All right, so here's the setup. So my husband and I were very newly married, and we were going to a meeting because he was given opportunity to speak at a conference. And part of it was that we got a chance to go to British Columbia in Vancouver, just outside of Vancouver in Whistler, Canada. So super excited about that because number one, I had not been to that side of Canada before and it was a great opportunity to explore a new place. So we go to this conference and it is the springtime. And so there is an amazing thing that happens in the spring in Whistler, British Columbia. And that is there's snow on the ground, but yet you don't have to wear a lot of gear when you're skiing. So there would be moments when we'd be on the slopes where we would have on our ski gear and then we'd be able to just ski in bibs and a turtleneck by the time you got halfway down the run. So that was pretty awesome. And I appreciated this and the lovely powder that was bathing and coating the mountain because I, my skill level in skiing is just really not that great. And to be honest and to be totally frank, it is pretty bad. When, well, let's just give you an example of what I mean. So I literally would just throw myself in the snow when I wanted to stop. Yes, I did learn to 
make my skis into a V. And yes, I did learn to make a parallel stop, but I just wasn't very good at these things. And so the place where I learned to ski or the place where I practice skiing, if you want to call what I do skiing, is in the east. And in the east, unfortunately, we have pretty much slush for our snow and it's super hard and not very forgiving on the tush. So I would leave my skiing sessions with black and blue marks all over my hips and thighs, mainly because I would throw myself in the snow in an attempt to stop. So I was super happy about having such forgiving powder and enjoying the lovely weather of not having to wear so many clothing, so many articles of clothing to ski. All right, so there you have. So you have a picture of spring, British Columbia, Whistler, nice powder, not having to wear a huge amount of clothing as you ski and enjoy the winter sport. So at the same place, there was a, another attraction and it was called Cougar Mountain, or it is called Cougar Mountain because I do believe it's still there. And so we decided, being a young adventurous couple, that we would try new things. And so we went to Cougar, and there, there was an opportunity to do, um, uh, what is this thing called? Um, uh, snowboarding? No, it's not snowboarding. It's, um, what is, what are they called? What are the jet skiing? No. Snowmobiling? Snowmobiling. There it is. So we had opportunity to do snowmobiling. So we go there and we sign, we go to sign up to do this and, the first thing that we had to do was sign a release. Okay, so on this release, it said numerous things, lots of fine print. But the thing that attracted me about this and the fine print was the statement that said, bears and cougars are possible to be found on the trail. And this is right around the time when the bears are coming out of hibernation. OMG. I really did not think that we would be in danger, but... I'm signing this thing as I'm also thinking, I don't want to not come back from our trip. I don't want to get eaten by a bear or attacked by a cougar. So, but anyway, needless to say, we threw caution to the wind and we went ahead with it. So we get uh, one of those two-seater two-seater um, snowmobiles and we're with another couple and of course the guide. So the other couple apparently were seasoned snowmobilers because they were all friendly with the guide and seemed pretty friendly with the route. So we were the novices on board and we made that very clear but apparently nobody heard us because they totally left us in the dust and went on their merry way. So of course now we're in the middle of what seems like nowhere. We're looking on both sides of us and we're seeing a drop off on the left side of us on this path and nothing but white can be seen. So we're totally lost, no way of communicating with anyone, no guide in sight, no partner couple in sight who was supposed to be on our trip. So needless to say, Charmaine was afraid. Oh my. So what does she do? She says to her husband, all right, I'm wearing a red jacket. So in case anything happens, the helicopters will be able to see us. Let's split up and let's, I'll walk this way and you walk that way. Of course, my husband being the sage that he is, he says, oh no, 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 no. There's no way we're going to split up. We are sticking together and we're going to figure out how to find our way back. So... The good news is that we were we were found on the trail by another passerby who was able to lead us back 
to the camp. The, the other good news is that despite the fact that I almost tried to have us get hurt by manning the vehicle and then panicking when this passerby happened to come by on a narrow path and forgetting every single tip that was mentioned in the orientation, the first one being, if the snowmobile is going down, remove your leg from underneath the falling snowmobile. Okay, so I managed to barely save my leg from total crushing from this heavy device as I tried to lay the mobile down onto its side as I panicked when this person was trying to share the narrow road with us. So that was so scary to me. We almost were found in the wilderness, mauled to death by a bear, or perhaps even worse, half eaten by a cougar. I don't know. I'm not sure how it would turn out, but it was pretty darn scary. The good news is that my husband definitely was my rock and kept a level head throughout all of this, thinking through all the possibilities and just having a cool mindset in spite of a very tense and fearful situation. So the lessons learned from this experience, number one, make sure you don't lose your guide when you're going snowmobiling for the first time in the middle of a complete whiteout, narrow path, and absolutely no street signs or path signs, okay? Number two, make sure that you don't forget all the cautions that have been relayed to you when you're doing an, a new activity, like not doing the thing that they tell you not to do just because you're afraid. Number three, don't be afraid. Don't forget to listen to the people around you who are level-headed and may have a better view of the situation. Number four, don't let fear stop you from exploring new things and doing something pretty awesome. So these are lessons that I learned from that trip, besides the fact that I found out how much I really love my husband because he is just an awesome man in general. Um... So now my daughters would like to share with you a fear that they have and what they learned from that fear. The first sharer is going to be our youngest, Zana. Okay, so Zana, can you introduce yourself? My name is Zana, and I'll talk about my story that I was afraid of fish. Why are you afraid of fish? Because I, I thought they're going to get me. And they look really sloppy. <laughs> okay. And how did you realize that you were afraid of fish? Because I don't like sloppy stuff. <laughs> okay. But where were we when you realized you are afraid of fish? We were at Dolphin Discovery. We got to see tricks of the dolphins. Okay. And then what did you notice when you looked down in the, in the water? Stingray. There were fish. no stingrays. Fish. Fish. And what were the fish doing? Swimming to my leg, my foot. Okay, so they were swimming to your leg. And why did that make you afraid? I thought they were going to bite me. <laughs> oh, you thought they were going to bite you? Did they bite you? No. So what did you learn from that fear, Mama? Fish are harmless. Some fish. Except for sharks. Okay, well, yep, except for sharks. That would be true. All right, and so what else did you learn? Did you learn that you can be brave? Yes. 
And how were you brave? By letting the fish, fish come onto my legs. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing. See, you sharing your fear with everyone is making you be brave. And you're helping somebody else who might have the same fear to know that they can get over it. Introducing Zoe. Okay, so now my, um, my, my oldest daughter is going to talk with you guys about what her fear is. My name is Zoe. My fear is triangular the basement, and I'm caught up in it. <laughs> okay, so why do you think that there are tarantulas in the basement? I didn't know they were. Because there's this big, one day, there's like this big huge body that's chasing me and Zoe in the basement. He has to throw <laughs> at everything, even a table at it, and it could have died. My name is why Zo not Zoe. Okay. Why were you afraid of the spider? It's a big, giant spider chasing after you and Zana in the same direction you're <laughs> running from it. <laughs> you're going, of course you're going to be scared. It might be a, a poison bite spider or whatever. <laughs> okay, so you were afraid of the spider because it was large and you thought that it might have, it might harm you in some way. How did you deal with that fear? I just... Tried to tell someone, but they didn't listen. <laughs> Who did you try to tell? My father. My father was like, "Go back in the basement. There's no spiders down there." And it's like the spiders like still looking at me. Like I'm gonna kill you. Okay. All right. So ultimately, how did you deal with it after you tried telling and and, and nothing happened? I just stayed on the stairs and then once I went back downstairs. Okay, so you faced your fears, even though you stayed away a little bit, you, you, you made sure that you had some distance between you and that, that thing that you thought was dangerous, and then you waited to make sure that it was safe to proceed. Is that about right? Yes, and if, I, if it ever comes here, I'm going to ask the whole entire police department to to help me. <laughs> okay, I don't think we're going to get the police involved in a spider search. But um, thank you, ladies, for sharing and being so vulnerable about your fears of fish and spiders. And it looks like, in the end, everything turned out well. So that's very exciting. Awesome. All right, well, that does it for our switcheroo episode, April Fool's Taking Over of the Curio Podcast, Cass and Kim. Thanks again for letting me talk to your audience. And if you all would like to hear more of Freedom with Dr. G podcast, please feel free to check us out We're at anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And my girls would like to say something to you all. Be strong. Be strong. Be, be brave. Be fierce. Be fierce. Be brave. And unleash your greatness. All right, so they added a couple things to my bottle cry. Awesome. Have a great day and happy April Fools. Thanks, Dr. G, and thank your girls are so cute. Thanks, girls, for relaying to us your fears and how you overcame them and your mantra about being fierce and taking the world on. I really loved it. For um, our fans that want to hear what we recorded for Dr. G, you're going to have to go find her on all of the different pod chasers, the, all the different pod catchers, and subscribe to her podcast, and then you can hear what we talked about for 
And Dr. G, thank you so much for doing this switcheroo with us for April Fool's Day. All right. Don't forget, everybody, fearless freedom with Dr. G. In my eyes, I dream of something quite astonishingly different. And all my days are trances, and all my nightly dreams are where thy dark eye glances. <laughs> <laughs>